Welcome back to the program, live and local. And uh, if you've listened for a long time, if you've listened especially recently, you know that uh, one thing in the world right now that really genuinely concerns me is the rise of artificial intelligence. I don't have much going for me in the world, but I do have the ability to put words together, whether in spoken or in written format. And if the machines can do that, well... It doesn't necessarily bode well for me for the future. Uh, up until this point, they haven't been that great at doing it, but the technology is changing all the time, and how artificial intelligence is, is going to impact us is still very much a wide-open question. It's a question they're going to try to get some answers to tonight at the Abraham Lincoln Presidential Library and Museum. As historians there are going to quiz an AI chatbot to see what sort of historical research and analysis it can come up with to talk more about this experiment. We're joined by Brian Mitchell. He's a research director at the Abraham Lincoln Presidential Library and Museum. And Brian, thanks for taking the time here. We appreciate it. Happy to be here. Well, this uh, event with an AI chatbot, like I said, from, from my perspective, this is inviting the devil into your own home. Why did you set up this event? Well, um, it was suggested since AI was um, in the news constantly and we were constantly getting questions and we go out quite often in our research and outreach division to classrooms and teachers had their concerns about uh, students that were using chat GPT for homework and, and you know, how do we grade that? How do we figure out who's cheating and who's not? Yeah, it's, it's going to be a, a big challenge, uh, and it raises all sorts of ancillary questions we'll get to in a minute. But let's talk about what you're going to actually do tonight and what, what uh, give us a sense of the format of the event and what you're hoping to glean from it. Well, what we're hoping to glean from the event is we're going to use ChatGBT's natural, it's called natural language processing, the short is NLP. And what that means is it's, it responds naturally and it gives tailored responses that are tailored to the input that's put in. So we're going to look at that and look at the accuracy of it, the nuances of it, how you, how ChatGPT can be tricked, at least at this point, and what's good about it. So there, there have been a number of things that are really, really interesting. One of the things is it gets better all the time. So, you know, how good would it ultimately get um, is for everybody to guess. But right now, we can ask it some questions, and it's incorrect. You know, and uh, I've noticed that, too, in my limited experience with this and, and the things I've read about it. When AI is good, it's really, really good. And it's, you know, it's high quality. It's factual. It, it analyzes, you know, in a, in a very uh, intellectual way. But when it's bad, it's really, really bad. And it just seems to be sort of the, you know, garbage in, garbage out, I guess. So your, your thoughts on where we're headed with this, is this a tool that can ultimately can to be helpful for historians or is it going to actually open a door to more misinformation and confusion? Well, I think it's it can be good for writers, young writers particularly, who are first learning, well, how do I, um, what's a good opening? Or people who are stuck with writer's blocks, what's a good closing for this? And they put their closing in and they ask it to tailor that or make it better. I think it, as a tool, it's very, very handy. But if you rely on it solely, uh, solely, particularly for research, um, you're going to be sorely disappointed at what you get back. 
Now, that's not to say that it doesn't perfect itself. And in fact, a few weeks, a uh, week and a half ago, I asked it a question and it got it totally wrong. And then I came back and I asked the same question this week and it had a much better response. Which is interesting. How, how does it figure it out? I mean, did you lecture it when it got it wrong and say bad computer and, and that made it want to be better? How, how does a computer go from getting something wrong to, in a span of a couple of weeks, getting it right? Who's, who's giving the, the, the corrective behavior to improve? I think that more data points are opened up by Google itself for ChatGPT and that additional information allows it to do a more nuanced response. You know, the, the other thing about this is the technology evolves. Uh, it opens the door to a whole lot of other things, too. It's not just, okay, I'm now going to write something in a scholarly fashion that explains uh, how Abraham Lincoln, uh, you know, conducted the Civil War. We're in an era now where you, you have what are called deep fakes, where you could actually have AI not only, uh, you know, crafting uh, thoughts about Abraham Lincoln, but perhaps attempting to craft the words of Abraham Lincoln or even to replicate Lincoln's handwriting. We could someday see a document that looks like a handwritten note from Abraham Lincoln talking about how much he loves Game of Thrones. How, how concerned are you about that sort of thing? And, and how do we distinguish between what's real versus what's actually just being concocted by the computers? Well, let's deal with what we can do now. Like we can ask ChatGPT to create a letter knowing what it knows about Lincoln um, in his style. And it will craft a letter that's in Lincoln's style. But quite often, some of the information is inaccurate. Some of the terms that it uses and comparisons that it would use, particularly if it's present-day technology that he's comparing it to or events, um, are a little bit of skew. But who knows how good it will be in a year? or two years, or three years. Um, right now, like ChatGBT only does verbal responses. But you're right, there are other AI programs that do visual. And some of those uh, are starting to make people question copyright for artwork, particularly. So if I can go in and ask it to do a commission for me in the style of a particular artist, you know, who owns that style? I mean, he, that artist didn't create that image, but it's done to look like his work. So, and you can do the same thing eventually with music, I'm sure, on there. People will begin to ask it to develop music or to develop screenplays or develop novels in the style of other people. So who actually owns it? Well, and we're already seeing that. We're seeing uh, AI producing, uh, you know, classic hits from the 60s sung by the Beatles when the Beatles didn't actually originally record those songs. And it sounds eerily authentic. It, it's a little bit alarming uh, when you think about it. And, and so, Brian, I got to ask, talking with Brian Mitchell, Abraham Lincoln Presidential Library and Museum's research director, could these computers, could artificial intelligence someday replace you and people like you, the, the human element of historical research? No, and, I, and hopefully we'll explain that tonight. I don't want to give away too much for the audience, but I'll explain what historians actually do, which is analyze things. And one of the things, ChatGPT 
purposely is programmed so you can't ask it to forecast things or to there's only certain things that it can do and there are certain things that it can't do so in its programming so there there are essential things that um chat gpt cannot do so you you couldn't ask it um for to forecast stops or to predict the outcome of sporting events that are forthcoming based on statistical data that might be available on on various teams. But who knows what's coming in the future? 